following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. To another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have. Yes, I'm Roger Rail Maddox. And. The Duelist. And bringing up the rear. Adult Swim stream correspondent, Caboose Jr. Shut up, Caboose. Mm hmm. Tired of your shit, man. You oh, are- yeah. So freaking defiant, man. Don't talk back to me no more, man. I missed you. It's been a while. I know, right? Has... I know, man. I just miss cuddling with you on the podcast. Aww. Your Duelist is feeling very oh. left out right now. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. Duelist gets another kind of cuddle later. Uh. Can, can I call myself, like, uh, your name, uh, theatrical veteran, since I've <laughs> seen it four times? Give myself that title. Sure. Yeah. Gives me a lot of, you know, access to discounts at absolutely nowhere. Absolutely nowhere? Where is that located? Uh, I don't know. Just ask that dog from that Cartoon Network show. Not a problem. I'll ask him later. On his break. Mm -hmm. Possibly when I'm drinking. Mm -hmm. Well, it is a, a sad week as we must say goodbye for now. To Jojo and his bizarre adventures. You're gonna miss it. But we will Yay. talk about that later because there was a new Samurai Jack. And as you know, that's up first. And this is kind of a densely populated episode, so I might forget some things, but I'm gonna try not to. You better not. I got the belt, son. Okay. A lot of things happen. <laughs> Samurai Jack, chapter 96. We open up this episode and the Scotsman has appeared with an army to attack Aku. Now, the Scotsman's army seems to be made up of various factions along with his tremendous amount of daughters. This man has been busy for 50 years. Hey, I got I got to get a Scotsman props, man, because he was laying down some serious bagpipe. Mm-hmm. That he was. He also gave Aku a very verbal thrashing. Because Aku manages to, you know, take out most of that entire army, except for the Scotsman's daughters, and Scotsman's like, you know, this was actually a bad idea, let's regroup. But they gotta get away, so he stays to be a diversion. And he does this by doing pretty much everything other than cussing out Aku and calling him a wee baby. (laughs) (laughs) A wee baby! Also name-dropping Samurai Jack a couple of times, and... Aku doesn't appreciate that. That's the way you do it. So after the Scotsman is done roasting Aku, Aku decides to literally roast the Scotsman. And for that moment, one thought entered my mind. No! But it's okay, because Celtic magic, the Scotsman is a ghost now. In his prime. Ghost dad. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know, right? Oh, God. Yes, yeah, sketch. It's the best movie I've seen since Leonard Part 6, though. What happened to Leonard 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, though? If I find out, I'll let you know. <laughs> Casper, eat your heart out. <laughs> Scotsman, the not-so-friendly ghost. <laughs> I can't lie, though, man. I love the Scotsman, man, because he literally roasted Aku. Aku kills him. And he takes it like a G, man. He's laughing. Yep. Yes, he is. So now he's decided to gather up more of an army, an even larger army, find the samurai, and return at a later time. Now we're over back to Jack and Ashi, who are still stuck on the island, but only briefly. But first, Ashi's contacted by her mother, and I'm not sure if this is a dream or a vision or some kind of telekinetic thing i don't know but she essentially says to ashi that she's a failure she's always been a failure she was always the weakest one so ashi doesn't take that very well and she's looking for answers but before she can get any jack decides to wrangle a dragon (laughs) so that they can get off the island i'm pretty sure it's a dragon it flew for a little bit but it could go underwater so they get off the island using a dragon and Jack thanks the dragon, and then Jack's like, you know what? It's been nice knowing you. I'm out. (laughs) So he goes off and has another one of his delightful visions of people crying out in terror. As he does. It's always good. (laughs) And then Ashi shows up, and he's like, what do you want? But she's looking for answers. And Jack says, you don't want answers. You've already decided in your heart you can't be changed. And she's like, yes, I can. Okay, I'll give you some answers, but first we're going to chill because it's night and I don't want to deal with this right now. So she kind of goes off into a huff and she's like, those stars, Aku created the stars, right? It's like, no, Aku didn't create the stars. There once was a little boy named Sun and a girl named Moon and they went up into the sky. (laughs) It was kind of silly how he explained that. Of course, there are many explanations for how the stars came to be. But Aku is definitely not one of them. And then, we're at the commercial break. And when we return, Jack decides to show her a single tree in a forest and says, you know, he left this one tree to show what was here before and what he can take away. Because he's a dick. (laughs) And at this point, she's kind of like, okay, I'm starting to believe what you're saying, but I'm not quite convinced. So he takes her to one of the cities of Aku, where he jacks some fly threads. I swear he's taking fashion tips from Darkwing Duck and old Joseph Joestar. <laughs> no? The best people to take fashion from. Yeah, exactly. Real talk. So, they see some more atrocities of Aku. <clears throat> some uh, wanted criminal from another planet arrives and is looking for sanctuary and finds out that Aku will grant that to people like him and the concierge is very happy to show him a nice little place where there's lots of happy inhabitants already. And says, well, you can go live there. And he's like, but it's already populated. Is that a problem? No. So yeah, lots of bad stuff. And then they find another village that has been destroyed, ransacked, and they come upon this being that is covered in blue fur who recognizes Jack and is very happy to see him. Ashi asks what happened to the village, and he replies, 
that they took the children to the factory. Wait, I forgot something. Before this, Jack finally asks her, are you ready to believe this now? And she's like, yes, I do believe this. And it's like, okay, good. And then she's like, so what do we do about it? And he's like, there's nothing we can do. And she doesn't like that answer either. Wouldn't you know it, she goes from wanting to kill him to wanting to help him. And emotions on the sleeve on this girl, I swear. Well, she always has been a little on the soft side. Anyway. Women. As her mother said. <laughs> so after we, they find the, the blue-furred being, and he tells them about the children being taken to the factory, they go and investigate the factory, and they are attacked by the children who have become quite vicious. They split up so Jack can lead the children away while Ashi finds what's controlling them. And Jack is attacked mercilessly. He is just thrashed by these kids. He tries to get away and they keep dragging him back. And they don't seem to do a whole lot of damage to him, honestly. I guess they don't have very sharp teeth. (laughs) But Jack is attacked and Ashi is captured by... And I'm not kidding you, this is what the character's name was in the credits. The Dominator. (laughs) More on that later. Or right now. So the Dominator has captured Ashi, he's put her in these vice grips, and is electrocuting her, because he has a suit that can do that. And you might be thinking by now he's just a robot, because every time he moves you hear a bunch of electronics going, but it's actually just armor, there's actually a human being in there somewhere. A low-budget-ass Iron Man? Yeah. So the Dominator taunts Ashi, and taunts Jack, and they're like, oh... The foolish samurai, even after all these years, he won't harm an innocent. So we just use innocence to attack him. It's brilliant. And at this point, when he's talking about how easy it is to manipulate children, well, you can kind of understand why Ashi doesn't appreciate that conversation. So she breaks free and defeats him and causes his armor to explode. He's probably dead. After that, she seemingly turns off what's controlling the children, but the way that it's turned off causes them to be electrocuted and collapse and because jack feels like this is all his fault he freaks out and sees the mysterious horseman again who tells him it's time and together they disappear into the distance now ashi has returned to the area where the children are found unconscious and she's relieved when they wake up and she calls out to jack but he's nowhere to be found and now she's gonna go hunt for jack but not to kill him to help him I know, it's... Try to keep up. (laughs) And those clothes that Jack got, they're gone pretty much immediately. (laughs) Unfortunate. It was a pretty fly outfit. Darrell, what are your thoughts on this episode? Well, I actually enjoyed this episode of Samurai Jack. I had to DVR it, but, um, you know, I saw the Scotsman return, and I was like, man, is he going to kick some ass? And then all of a sudden, he roasted our coup. Probably something that I would actually do myself laughed at him, made him feel like shit and got killed for it, but came back as basically, you know, since it was pretty much Easter Sunday the next day, came back from the dead like Lazarus' son. Um, you know, you know how it is. Except hey, he's a he, ghost. I know, man, except he's a ghost. <laughs> There's nothing left hey. of that body. It is dust. <laughs> hey, he has his glorified body now. That's right. I mean, <laughs> but hey, it's, it was just good to hear the Scotsman come back, man. Absolutely. 
But I just want to know, man, how did he manage to get that many kids in so little time? Well, 50 years is a long time, man. I'm like, wait a minute, your bagpipes got to be cleaned out by this point, man. I'm like, really, your sperm pretty much should be like powdered milk at this time. Well, yeah. I'm like, seriously, trying to crack an egg, man? It was like the little sperm that could. I think I can't. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I mean, most of his daughters look like they were probably in their 20s or 30s, so. Yeah, I know, man. He's uh, He's been busy for a while. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Like, where are your sons at, though, no, dude? I don't know. I I didn't get the impression that the red-haired gentlemen were his sons. They seemed to be, like, some other faction. Yeah, to be honest with you, I just have to say, you know, the X chromosome was just too strong in him, man. He couldn't even kick out one Y. <laughs> <laughs> the X factor. It's pretty great when he's telling his daughters to cover up during the battlefield. Uh, I know, man. That was like you look like you're going out dancing. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it was just Duh. great to see this again, man. I, I hate that he's dead, man, but I know mm. something's going to go down with him and Jack, though. Eh, as, at least, as long as you can communicate with the living, I, I guess it's okay. But it it's kind of a shame because I would have liked to see more of old Scotsman. Yes. All those guys would look like he would just roast everybody in the retirement home oh, yeah. while drinking a while drinking a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> what was really funny is he actually needed one of his daughters to push him. Hey, it's okay, man. He I was out he on the battlefield. Automated. That's not manly. But yeah, that's pretty much it. My thoughts on it. Thanks, hmm. Sketch. Just let me be lewd and everything that I could be with this. <laughs> sure thing. What are your thoughts, duelist? I'm not sure that I can say much that hasn't already been addressed, but I thought it was quite good. I was a little dismayed about the Scotsman, you know, biting it that quickly after preparing in one episode. But uh, it seems like they're doing some kind of Star Wars-y thing with it, so... Aku... Being annoyed at everything going on was probably one of the highlights of the episode. Mm, he's really turned into a grumpy old man. Uh, for what it's worth, I feel I should say that uh, not Mako's performance. I don't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but it was Mako. Has not been bad, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anything, it almost seems to give him a uh, a bit of a fed up with this shit <laughs> edged his character maybe I guess you could play it that way hmm. think about it you haven't you can't kill your mortal enemy in what 15 years <laughs> he hasn't aged to the sense of day one yeah. who wouldn't be this so Darrell I don't think you heard me but I was questioning whether you actually was not enjoying the other episodes because you said that you actually enjoyed this one. It might have just been a poor choice no, of words. No, 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 no. But... No, like, I enjoyed this episode in particular. Fair uh-huh. enough. Just because of the Scotsman, man, the dude pretty much says what he wants. I just would have been curious to hear if you had had issues with Pryor. Dude, I have not had one freaking issue with this show. Jack is back. And that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Works for me. Any thoughts, Kaboosh? 
Uh, I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, yeah, I, I am a little bit upset that Scotsman was, well, vaporized, like, right from the get-go, like, bam, done. <laughs> he did but, not get off scot-free, one might say. No, he did not. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a I had to get one. at least one bad one-liner pun in here. Mm. Mm. That could be the episode title. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yes. You you don't just, you know, insult a... Shape-shifting demon a, of darkness. A shape, yes. And just, you know, get away with it like that. Especially whenever he's like, I'm, I'm done, I can't. Old man, I, I think can't. you're lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Like at the very end, when you know Jack, Jack thinks he killed the the children, but he didn't. Which, if he stayed a little bit longer, he might not have went into that. Uh... Well, I mean, he's already depressed, but he mm. he went down further into it, and that's when mysterious horsemen. I think that is a metaphor for death. Like it's death personified. And he's, you know, going towards it. And they're going, I don't know, maybe they're going to, like, a secluded place to commit suicide, maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen the episodes. But that's that's just a small theory of mine. But the preview way, where he's seems to be surrounded by greenness makes me think that he's, like, in limbo or purgatory then, or... Maybe actually he's suffering from PTSD, man. Oh. It's like it's yeah, the signs. He, he, he like, definitely is. The signs, yeah. man, because okay, fifteen years of battle, man, and how many machines that he's actually taken out, and then you see the episode where he actually starts taking human life. That's weighing heavy on him for the simple fact of he has never had to shed blood a day in his life. But then he remembers the lesson that his father taught him. You look at that and look here. They have, you all have a choice. We all have a choice. The thing is, I would rather take my enemy out rather than have them kill me because, look here, I like breathing. And there are plenty of hentai that I still haven't seen yet. So, one of us got to go. It ain't going to be me. You know, Jack is dealing with a whole lot. And that, in 15 years, man, of constant warfare, nonstop, not getting a break, maybe a small reprieve here and there, that weighs heavily on the soul of a man. And even dealing with the warrior's code, he still doesn't feel absolved from what he had to do when shedding blood. Just just a little bit of my perspective on that. It'd be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, believe it or not, we're halfway done. I don't want to believe that sketch. La, 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 Whoa! We're halfway done. I mean... If it's good, we might get a spinoff. <laughs> People really like it. It's been doing real well. It has beat the fat man every week that it's aired. Yes, because I do not surprise. like. Your face looks like balls. I am a little surprised. It came close this week. It just just barely, barely squeaked it out, but it still it won. Just makes me hopeful for <clears throat> any forthcoming original productions. Mm, mm-hmm. 
Because mm-hmm. I feel like Absolutely. in that interview they did with Gendy, he was like, yeah, they want to do more something. We'll do more something. Symbionic yeah. time? Yeah, I got you. I hope so. He says, at the very least, he would like to continue working with Adult Swim. And that oh, yeah. it has been an enjoyable experience. All right. Let <laughs> me read the talkbacks. Jester Slayer writes in, Look who's returned, our favorite character in Samurai Jack. And he's got ladies, tall ones, to back him up. And they're his daughters. Daughters. (laughs) And to that, Robert Massa says, Scotsman got busy. Uh And also on that topic, Ian Haas writes in, Man, Scotsman don't know how to pull out. (laughs) Why should he? Yeah, I, honestly, why should he? I like repopulate the species, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Be fruitful and multiply, man. Mm-hmm. But you know, they ain't exactly lookers, though, man. They ain't got no looks. Oh, that's all. I don't yeah, know. A... I mean, on the topic of their figures, Meister Mitch sent in on behalf of Fluffykins, a another user. Y'all thought Ashi was thick. Take a look at the Scotsman's daughters. <laughs> Extra thick. <laughs> What's a son of haggis? That's, right. that's, that's a lot of whiskey, man. Make I some love it. With that. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. And to uh, comment on how the battle was over ever so quickly, Gabriel A. Garcia wrote in, that escalated quickly, and had a picture of the Scotsman's bones in his chair <laughs> yeah and then he turned to dust and Nathan Lemuel wrote in the force is strong within the Scotsman <laughs> and Stephen Oz poses the question is that Rhino supposed to be a reference to Tundro of the Herculoids indeed it was perhaps speaking of references to Hanna-Barbera shows I'm pretty sure I saw Zorak in the preview for the next episode a very Zorak looking creature I appreciate these nods and Mm -hmm. Gundam Unicorn 24 wrote in hey it's the city from season 1 OMG the nostalgia I guess it's probably the city from the the first episode I guess more so the second episode I don't know maybe all those cities kind of look the same maybe what was Gandhi thinking? Hmm. Normally, we continue on to the rest of the programming, but since we had a big finale with JoJo, we're going to talk about that first. Hmm. So I think it's only appropriate to cue some music. Ay, 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 ay,
I'll be your ride. That was, of course, the Pillar Man hype theme. That is a great song. <laughs> I like it a lot. It is. I don't know which song uh, I'm going to throw in there, but maybe I will do that one now. By the way, have uh, has anyone else come across the uh, YouTube mashup of the Pillar Man theme and uh, Turn Down for What? It's yes. pretty ridiculous. No. Turn no, Down for Womble. Pretty- it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. Send, just please send after, please. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Try to get you a link. Oh yes, we're finally at the extended final battle between Joseph Joestar and Cars, who has now become the perfect creation, apparently. I like that they gave us a little bit of backstory about Cars and how he rose up against the rest of his society because he wanted to be even better than they were and everybody else was like whoa this guy's crazy we gotta stop him (laughs) but they couldn't so he slays all of them except for his closest friend and a couple of babies i mean that's how you gotta do it yeah exactly acdc and wabu and what, what did they call him? But it's supposed to be Santana, right? <laughs> um, wasn't it like Santiago? Uh... I don't even remember because the name choice was so odd. Yes, it it really, really was. So now that he's become the ultimate being, thanks for the Germans. I mean, come on, guys, way to ruin it for everybody. Well, the Germans oh, always oh. did want to get that dang old master race going. <sighs> They just didn't expect it to be any race other than their own. San Viento. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so... Mm. What's that? So he becomes the, the perfect being. I'm sure it was Duelist Roommates. <laughs> doing doing JoJo uh, impressions, I guess. Ah, um, yes, of course. No. So now that he's become the perfect being, which apparently... All other beings shall be judged by what the perfect being looks like, and I'm like, uh, can we not do that? <laughs> that's that's um, I don't want that to be perfection, guys. That's gonna messed up. And his first act as the perfect being is to transmute his hand into a squirrel. It's not a friendly squirrel. Mm-hmm. It's the killer bunny rabbit. <laughs> I mean the squirrel. It thinks it's gonna. They, 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 smoke is all like, oh, it made a friend. It's like, I wasn't going to guess on friend there. That looked more like a mating ritual, but oh, oh, whoa. Not what oh, I meant no. by eating out. <laughs> that was awful. I know. And then the squirrel attacks the Germans, as they do. Burrowing into their, into Strahan's, like, partly mechanical body. Pretty historically <laughs> accurate. Yeah. And then it returns and becomes a flower and then back into a hand. Neat. So Cars has all kinds of crazy transmutation powers now. He can turn into a bird, man. And that's what he does when Joseph decides to use his... Yes, exactly. Uh Tries to use his special technique. You know the one. (laughs) And Smokey knows it too. So he bolts. He just runs, and Smokey decides to run with him. Because he's trying to tell him about Lisa Lisa being his mom. It's really not the time to bother with that. So, he's running, 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 running. And then he gets into a plane, apparently. 
finds a plane, gets into it, and flies away. But he doesn't have a lot of gas, so he's got to figure out something to do. And all the while, Cars is transmuting the feathers that he threw at him into piranhas. Because that's logical. It's about as logical as JoJo needs to be. I love this show. <laughs> I love this show. And then it turns, rips up the parachute, and he's like, well, I don't have a parachute. I guess I'm going to have to sacrifice myself for something. <sighs> so he gets him over to a volcano, and Speedwagon's like, don't do it, boy. Let us and the Germans do the heavy lifting this time. And he's like, I can't hear you. Also, Lisa Lisa's your mother. I can't hear you. Can he not hear you, or does he just not want to hear it? He Good probably question. doesn't want to hear it. Because then he makes that face for, like, an hour. <laughs> Don't skip ahead. <laughs> Don't skip ahead. Oh, yeah. So he drags him over to the volcano using the plane, and he tries to pin him down with the plane. And, of course, it doesn't go according to plan, but Schleim shows up to be helpful momentarily. And... He manages to get him to crash into the lava, and of course, that's not going to do it. I mean, the incredibly hot lava still isn't enough, even though lava is apparently enough to burn through fire. (laughs) (laughs) Some people will get that. And now we're on to episode two of this two-part finale, because we got an hour, which is pretty cool. By the way, Caboose, did you enjoy those repetitive bumps? I mean, it was. I mean, it was still the same amount of work, whether or not I, they they were new or not. Because I, I wonder why you I, bothered to repeat them. Because I wanted to make the video longer. Deal with uh, it. That makes sense. We ain't gotta deal with that if we don't want to. So they Filler. did have a couple of new bumps. Yeah, at the very end, like two. Which was. But nice. I kind of wonder if those yeah. were intended to be aired next week, and they just. I mean, they. I don't know. Yeah. Probably, mm-hmm. why not? You never know. You never I mean, know. It st- still used the same music. Yeah. Just a different part of the track. Right. So this is mm-hmm. the part of the story where we find out more about Cars' backstory, as I already mentioned, and then we get back to the battle and they think that he's dead because he's you know boiling in the lava like hardcore but no 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 of course it's not over yet there's still a lot of episode left and he manages to create another uh, uh, like he made some organic armor and then he made some other armor that's mostly air bubbles which he keeps pushing out as new layers form in order to prevent the heat from melting his body. I don't know if that's scientifically sound, but who cares? It's JoJo. So, <laughs> I, just thought they, I just thought he had a bad case of gas, man. <sighs> so just when they think that they're good and done with this, he busts out of the rock and slices off Joseph's arm. And now, Cars is apparently capable of using Homon, and Homon <gasps> does nothing to him. Because Joseph, of course, tries to use Homon, and it's not very effective. And instead, Cars uses Hamon on Joseph and melts his freaking knee. Oh. Looked like it hurt. Oh. Really, really bad. It probably did. And uh, then things get exceptionally convenient as Cars is about to hit Joseph with a massive amount of Hamon. And instead, Joseph deflects it with 
the Redstone of Asia, because why not? He apparently <laughs> had it on him. But this creates a massive energy blast that blows up with the volcano exploding and cars and Joseph fly up on a piece of the volcano and they're going further and further up and there's a bunch of ridiculous postulating going on and Kara thinks he's gonna fly away when suddenly the arm that he cut off of Joseph smacks him, grabs him by the neck I can't tell if Joseph actually threw that or if it just kinda happened (laughs) but who cares right? No one cares and in that moment when he's not paying attention some other rocks fly up and knock him even higher into the stratosphere and he goes flying up and ends up in space because why not space space one of those space <laughs> and he's trying to get back down but he can't because every time he tries to use his jets to fly they freeze up and he eventually freezes in the cold vacuum of space and that's how he defeats cars yes but not before making him think that he would plan this all along (laughs) that joseph joster what a scamp alas it seems our hero has given his life on the battlefield to save the rest of the world because at this point he'd have to be saving the world at this point right the rest of the world doesn't know it yet but Cars probably would have destroyed the world. Mm-hmm. As he now has dominion over the sun. That was pretty amazing no. when he saw the sun for the first time. He's like, yes, my adversary. <laughs> Cars is pure ham in these two episodes. The parts yeah. when he's talking about Joseph screaming, he's like, mmm, yes, I've longed to hear you. That's because Cars was a pervert. Yeah, more perverted than I am. So Strawheim returns to the others with the sad news that Joseph Joestar gave his life to save everyone else. And sometime later, all of Joseph's loved ones are at a funeral when Granny Arena has somebody walk up behind him and do the guess who thing. And wouldn't you know it's it's good old Joseph Joestar, because he's alive. Why not? Certainly crazier things have happened. And he explains that he's been nursed back to health, and he married Susie Q, and she was supposed to notify everyone that he was returning to New York, but she didn't, so everybody thought he was dead all this time. Oops, indeed. He's not dead, but he does have a clicky clicky robot hand yeah and his wife is a dumbass blonde mm-hmm. and after all of that we get brief glimpses of what happened to everybody after these events arena dies of old age with her loved ones around her speedwagon dies of old age still a bachelor <laughs> you know he was still the world's greatest hype man though oh yes he was Smokey Brown went to college and Became a governor in his hometown of Georgia. That's pretty cool. I like these little knots that they threw in. I mean, they didn't have to. Don't really find out what happened to Lisa Lisa's... Uh, the guys that uh, trained Joseph and Caesar. And Lisa Lisa ends up marrying again to some 
Hollywood star in New York. And at that point, we see Joseph with quite the look on his face, and we can only guess that the reason for that is because he has realized the horrible, horrible truth. He was attracted to his mother. God dang on Oedipus Complex. (laughs) (laughs) And if you thought the episode was over yet, you're wrong. As we flash forward again into the future, this time to some airport and there's a plane that's going to be heading to Tokyo. And an old gentleman is walking around and he gets hit by some guy's bag who was also clearly not paying attention. And they have a little exchange. It's like, oh, I'm so very sorry. I didn't mean to you know, do that. Uh, I should have been paying attention to where I'm going. And he's like, oh, man, it's all right. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are you Japanese? And I think you know where this is going. <laughs> he tells him he's Japanese and then he kicks him in the shin and walks off in a huff for this is old man Joseph Joestar who is bitter to all Japanese because his one and only daughter ended up marrying a Japanese man and he's hardly ever sees his grandson so he's going off to see his grandson Mm-hmm. and then we finally get the credits after Joseph is all like I don't like the Japanese, but the dude makes some pretty cool stuff. As he busts out his Walkman. <laughs> this does take place in the 80s. Hey. <laughs> you had to have a Walkman back in the day, man. That's right. That is absolutely right. Jack the dude. So much NWA and 2 Live crew. <laughs> because I wasn't allowed to listen to it. And after oh. the credits... Like so many recent films, we have an after-the-credits scene. Where some guys are dragging a peculiar-looking coffin-type box out of the water. And then we flash over to somewhere else where there's a young man behind a jail cell. And that is the end of the second arc of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And the end of the first season! JoJo! Part three, never. I have to say that I feel like this ending is exceptionally ridiculous. But that's what JoJo's all about, though. Yeah, but I kind of accepted it face value because you don't really need an explanation. It's it's a lot of plot convenience, but darn if it isn't entertaining. (laughs) And really, once you get to the point where you have a undefeatable being what do you do not all undefeatable beings can survive in the vacuum of space generally not but apparently Goku can well we're not at super yet boy it feels like it hasn't been that long since it started back in October I know it's cray cray it's been an enjoyable ride yes it has it's been a bizarre ride And though, at the time, they couldn't really start with part three, even if they wanted to, because it wasn't dubbed. At least not beyond, like, three or four episodes. I am glad that they played the first two parts. Absolutely. I mean, this was my first exposure to JoJo's um, outside of the Mimi's. Dude, JoJo is just springing manly. It's ridiculous, but it's still manly. It puts hair on your chest and saddle horn. Anybody got some particular favorite moments of the first season? Ah, oh, let's see. 
I don't know. Seeing Lisa Lisa Booty Man was a, actually a nice highlight. <laughs> man, that disagree. She's not my mother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh boy, that booty. Dandy would have been proud to see that booty, man. Oh yes, he would. <laughs> not if it turned out to be his mother. Good because she's not. <laughs> <laughs> Dandy doesn't have parents. Dandy's just... He just came into existence. Yeah, he's like some kind of like interdimensional deity type being. He yeah. turns down the role of taking over for the guy who's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really like how the fights, particularly in the second season... Not season, second arc. Uh, I like how... They're very strategic. Now, granted, it involves a whole lot of explanation, and that can get overbearing at times, but it it's great that it's not just punching each other. <laughs> yeah, good point. But Joseph's also, you gotta... Gotta be crafty. You gotta love the fact that it was just, like, good fight scenes, and sometimes it can be over the top, but it's like, is he actually gonna win this? But... JoJo literally got beat up at times, man, which I liked. Like, it's just like he wasn't overwhelmingly just going to win the battle, man. It was like, okay, what happened here? And there, just when the enemy think they actually got him up on the ropes, he just pulls a fast one out of nowhere. Yeah, he almost always ends up with a close call. <laughs> which I suppose is a bit formulaic, but you appreciate the tension that it maintains. Yeah. I, mean, I I love the series. I, I love what I watched. I don't really have a favorite moment. Um, too many to list. Like, yes, too many to list. Like each time, uh, Joseph uh, screws with people's heads. It's like, you're actually gonna see this. That that those moments always crack me up. Yeah, we never and... had an explanation for how he does that. I don't know. Needs no explanation. Yeah, yeah. Blu-ray home release coming soon from Viz Media. Thank goodness for that. Making up for the crap that Warner Brothers home video put out. That we own! Yes, we do. Because we're consumer whores and wanted to support a great show that at least had a good dub. Yep. And it got away from Warner Brothers. Who wasn't yeah. doing shit with it? Pour one out for roundabout because I'm pretty sure we're done with it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> In fact, we didn't even get roundabout on that last episode. Instead, we got both of the opening songs, which is pretty freaking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that. Because you know when Soto Chino Sadame JoJo kicks in, it got real. Uh, so I have a question because I did not actually get to see the second episode live, but I've seen it beforehand. Um, I don't suppose they played the full opening for the last episode? No. That is a shame because I believe, as with most seasons of JoJo, the opening for the last episode... Is like it has extra sound effects and animation and stuff in it. Mm, maybe? 
I thought that the opening didn't play on the last episode because they play as insert song they play the first opening and as the credits they play the second opening maybe it starts with uh, Stardust I don't 100% recall hmm. but it definitely I starts being a thing I don't think anything was missing of course on episode 25 they just got the shortened version of Bloody Stream which I rather enjoy both the full version and I don't think the cut's too bad but yeah it was pretty cool to have the full ending all that time I do wonder if they'll be able to do that with uh, Walk Like an Egyptian we'll I don't know wait and see you know, I used to I used to be like meh on that song, but I'm pretty sure JoJo using it as an ending theme made me that, like that. Does it every time? <laughs> Absolutely, good stuff. I guess I'll read the JoJo's talkbacks. Read the manga. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that was the man? gamer wrote in. Squirrel went for the nuts. Ooh. <laughs> yes, it did. Just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Rob Barracuda wrote in, Oh no, cars transformed into bird person. Ah, Rick and <laughs> reference. I like it. Mm. Rest in peace. Mm. Bird person's not dead. Mm-mm. Technically. <laughs> yeah. Gundam Unicorn 24 wrote in, and did he just throw his severed arm? And it was a trap all along? Nope. Traps. And Tsunami Gamer also writes in, Icarus flew too close to the sun and got his wings burned, just like cars. I mean, it's the other way around, but yeah. Yeah. He got his wings frozen, man. And Allison wrote in, Joseph Jostahar died for our sins this good Saturday. Oh, wait, never mind. He's alive. Hooray. I love you, Darrell Jr. De'Aaron wrote in, I won't say part two of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was perfect, but it was damn near close, and it had a perfect feel-good ending. It was a feel-good ending. Certainly a lot more feel-good than the first part. <laughs> yeah, that ended oh. on kind of a downer. <laughs> Everybody's dead. <laughs> well, not everybody. Not everybody. Fabian wrote in, JoJo's was a bizarre adventure. Not as bizarre as Sandwell and me, though. You should have did a little bit better with that talkback, Minion. He'll get another chance later. No bread and water for him for the next week. <laughs> and Happy Kuro Kitty wrote in, So will JoJo's bizarre adventure return after Attack on Titan? I'm kind of wondering. There's so many changes to Toonami this year. Yes, so many changes. I mean, Jason said when somebody asked if Attack on uh, when Attack on Titan ends, if JoJo will be back, he said possibly. They want to play JoJo. They intend to continue JoJo if they can. They love JoJo. Yeah, JoJo. We all love JoJo. Who doesn't love JoJo? Scrubs. Yeah, scrubs indeed. Scrubs indeed. I don't want them. So hopefully it won't be too long. I think it could potentially end up showing up right after Attack on Titan ends, but that might be a little too soon considering how not far they are in the dubbing process. We'll have to wait and see. But 
I'm hoping that because he's being really open about this and he's not really beating around the bush so I'm hoping that that's an indication that they are at least in the process of getting it or possibly already have secured it but they have yeah, to that's wait. entirely possible because usually he doesn't like to talk about things yeah. yeah but that's no confirmation so don't take it as such it could be a while and uh, I hate to say it but for stupid reasons they may not be able to continue it but I'm I'm thinking that won't be the case I'm not really worried about it and neither should you and that brings us to the rest of the shows that aired on Toonami this week this week was my favorite episode of Tokyo Ghoul by the way Yes, the one that doesn't air. <laughs> yes, Tsunami was that, that much better this weekend. <laughs> I really gotta say. Because I didn't have to take a Tokyo Ghoul break in the in the oh. middle of the festivities. Oh. It was nice. Super heavy poopy time? It's, it's the best thing ever. That where you go eat a hamburger and vomit? <laughs> yes. Then drink a coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah, while y'all watching Tokyo Ghoul, I'm still at work. Fucking okay. hate y'all. So, starting with Dragon Ball Super, Josh Knighton wrote in, So wait, Goku was balking about needing oxygen to breathe when he was underwater, but when he's in space, he's all good? And not only that, they can talk in the vacuum of space? You know what? I'm gonna roll with this foolishness. Hashtag Toriyama. He forgets a lot. Yes, he does. He always forgets to eat lunch. I believe the original explanation is that when Goku was in his Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan form, <laughs> that he could be out in what space. What a mouthful, am I right? I know. Okay, but just think about this now. We'll talk about mouthfuls later. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Indeed. Ooh. Titan doesn't start till next week. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I, I think that's the explanation, but you know, at, at some point, Goku doesn't have that power anymore, and he's just normal Super Saiyan. And <coughs> if we recall back in the uh, Namek saga, Goku could not survive in the vacuum of space. I don't think that's Yeah, changed. but remember when Vegeta and friggin' um... No. Was, you know, what was his name? Dang. Nappa, they were actually at that planet of bugs, and they were out in their space pods, man. And the they were planet? in the vacuum... They were in the vacuum of the space and they destroyed Vegeta. that planet. Think about it now. They were in the vacuum of space at that point. Space vacuum. Dude. So, yeah. Isn't that filler? Who cares? The laws of freaking physics were broke back then, man. I guess so. What's I'm also thinking about that time when Vegeta was off training by himself and it looked like he was on some planet and you could clearly see, like, it's. it could have just been dark, but it seemed like he was on the moon or something. See, the, the laws of physics don't work like that, man. In the vacuum of space, you cannot breathe. Yes. So, vacuum of Toriyama space. has broken the laws of physics several times with this breathing issue. Well, Just saying. He's not a physics expert. <laughs> like, the real is into that. He just writes stuff, comics. Long drawn out comics. Yes. <laughs> they tend to drag on. Andrew Kaiko wrote in Free Eternal Saiyan Fact <laughs> Anime fans like Beerus fall asleep easily 
Well, Duelist can attest to that because I fall asleep while trying to watch things with him all the time. <laughs> Ain't gonna shame this sketch. Hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, thankfully. But it'll happen again. <laughs> My local friend and I are just busting through One Piece trying to catch up to where Funimation is with the dub, which is 517, by the way, and we're on like 480. And we were oh, yeah, watching man. most of Marineford the other night, and I just nodded off early on and then woke up and finished watching it. Oh, by the way, can I uh, can I drop a plug for uh, hashtag One Piece sales on here? Or uh, You sure not? can. <clears throat> I thank all of you that have been following along with us uh, every Saturday at around 10pm or whenever you can do it as we watch two episodes a week continuing where Toonami left off on One Piece. It's been a time. There are some some mermaids and some uh, Rastafarian starfish, I, th- I guess. There's some stuff going on. And racism and slavery. And, uh... And the world Luf- nobles that you really, really hate. Luffy's dragon maids. Don't, don't give them that idea. <laughs> that's, that's way too good of an idea. Uh, potentially. Yeah, so how did y'all enjoy One Piece on Tsunami this week? That's cold, bro. We enjoyed it thoroughly <laughs> at 10 o'clock for two episodes. We don't need no wait. Tsunami to watch One Piece. We don't. In fact, we're watching it twice as fast. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend man, and but... I went from okay. watching One Piece once a week on Tsunami to now having watched close to a hundred episodes in less than two months. So we move yeah, so... along. Mm. Now we actually have a possibility of finishing One Piece before we die. Well, Dude, only a possibility. There are many jokes that could be made there, and yeah. Oh, yeah. So Jafis and Craig wrote in Beerus watches tsunami, except for Shippuden. It puts him to sleep. Hi-yo. <laughs> Never thought it would take this long to rewatch Battle of Gods. <laughs> no, <right? laughs> that is potentially the best comment I've heard yet. Oh About boy, that, show. that was. 14 weeks too long. <laughs> yes! So yeah, Goku and Beerus finish their fight, and rather than in the movie where Beerus kind of playfully destroys some Earth to say that he destroyed Earth, this time he just falls asleep. Because yeah. he's actually a hikikomori and mostly hangs out watching anime all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid shit. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he did. He did make that one comment. Mm-hmm. He did. So we are done with the Battle of God's arc, and now next comes some Mister Satan centric filler. Oh boy, the Don Kanoji of friggin' DBZ. Oh. Well, yes, but isn't it more like Don Kanoji's the Hercule of Bleach? Bleach yes, he is. Because I hate both of them. Yes. Oh man, Mr. Satan's not so bad. It might might be appropriate to address for all you Bleach fans that may still listen to this that I I guess Viz is streaming every episode now on uh is it Tubi TV? Is that what it is? I, guess I don't know there. if it's on there, but it's definitely on Hulu. 
Yeah. Mm. Probably mention something else when we get to the news later. <clears throat> yep, yep. It's every episode is on uh, Tubi TV, which if you've never heard of it, I wouldn't be surprised. But they do have a lot of free anime up there. That's legal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, indeed. yes. That, that, you can watch good... such tsunami classics as Transformers Armada. You and can watch Duel Masters. Yeah. Hey, you know Duel what? One of those things was significantly better than the other. You're right. The show wasn't Duel Monsters. Oh, Duel Masters. Yeah, well, none of us Come were on. talking about Yu Gi Oh! <laughs> Ew. No way. One of these days, I'm just going to slit your throat, man. That's not very nice. Hmm. I know. Hmm. That's why I say it. <laughs> That's mean. Dude, I'm now so that we are done with Dragon Ball Super, that brings us to Sandwell and Me for its final episode and you might be asking the question did they ever get that darn sand whale i think (laughs) it's a it's a little confusing but i think they got the sand whale they you know kind of stake it out and prepare their weapons and wait for the moment and then attack it and then there's some other ships that like appear and aid in that I think and then long story short or short story long they sit there and eat some meat or at least KFC eat some meat I yeah that was an experience (laughs) come on it's not Tokyo Ghoul I mean yeah what do you mean I don't know what do you mean? I mean, we kind of had Tokyo Ghoul in Toonami this week. She was eating some flesh. Clearly. Well, I don't think she ate her friend. I think she did. Oh. She Just... was eating a foot. Oh. <laughs> Gave up on that whale, huh? <laughs> yeah. You watch Samuel? I think it was all in the pursuit of cannibalism. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. We're uh, watching the same episode. Yeah, I, I, I watched and <laughs> I saw them attack the whale and it seemed like they may have succeeded but probably didn't. And then the next scene, she's eating some meat, and you don't see the other guy, but I... Exactly. I I didn't think that was flesh. So what, Samuel is actually supposed to be, like, delicious or something, man? Don't know. She just wanted to do that so she wouldn't have to just eat the peas. <laughs> I, too, can relate, as my pantry is actually full of mostly cans of peas that nobody wants to eat. <laughs> this is a true statement. I can take a photo. Who the hell is you, Miss Pitlin, from all that? Give he's a chance. <laughs> Points. <laughs> oh, if she doesn't laugh at that joke, then she's probably too young for you. That's right. Too young for you, bro. Exactly. If she wasn't there for Moltar. She never will be. 
Josh Knighton wrote in regarding Stan Whale. No more green peas for our girl tonight, but are they implying that she ate her travel companion? What is this, Tokyo Ghoul? That's pretty much what Caboose said. I didn't even see that tweet. <laughs> I just... God dang it. I'm the only one reading these things. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I'm reading him. I just didn't see that one. Hmm. I glanced over it. And let's see if Fabian can redeem himself talking about Sand Whale, saying that it was an interesting watch. He liked the, the video... Uh, he liked the video game references, Resident Evil 4 being a clear influence. It was a little dry. Try, try again. Yeah. <laughs> Put some gravy on it, son. Mm. Put some gravy wanna, on that biscuit. <laughs> want to put Especially a bang Popeyes, dude. <laughs> you guys are being not good. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Shoot. I don't even like Popeyes. I am not Honestly, KFC is a lot better for the money. Hmm. Agreed. Popeyes is expensive and kind of mediocre, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot take. Always. Hot take. Hot, hot take on hot food. I I do like their uh their cane sweet iced tea though. Oh, that is good. Yeah, that one. I, I man, them biscuits will choke you out, dude. <laughs> That I don't like that they're like cornmeal breading. I don't I don't like that. And the seasoning is not I'm not into it. What you should try if you haven't is the uh that uh that gold that that whatever gold chicken that KFC has. Oh, Georgia it, gold. Before it supposedly leaves because that's good and they should Every fast food place should stop removing good stuff from their menus. Just that is a stop. And you pizza hut and your tippet strips. I want to stop to get that chicken thing from Taco Bell again. <laughs> Dude, tag bail? No. Insert uh, Carl Jr.'s ad here. Yeah, <laughs> we call it Hardee's down here in the South, son. There is no Carl's Jr. I watched Toonami where they use both of the names. Yeah, they like do. talk about Carl Sr. <laughs> I was amused by that ad. By the way, have any of you gotten the new uh, Galaxy 7 with the infinity screen? Nope. What is this Mambo Jumbo you speak of? No, but to support Tsunami, I bought a lot of Arby's this past month. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm surprised your gas from the Tesla is not messed up, man. Oh, yeah, I paced myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll pace yourself, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt a lot better after eating far too many of those cheese sticks than I thought I would. <laughs> the big beef and cheddar. Dude, we have got so off topic. Yes, we have. <laughs> Wasn't my fault. Nope. My mic. It's always And Jafis and Craig wrote in about Sandwell. It was a lot of fun. I really want more. So many unanswered questions. That's, <laughs> probably gonna that's true. Stay that way. <laughs> it's probably going to stay that way. I prefer that. Sandwale, the full-length series, coming soon. No. Fusion event. To four animals. It it was interesting enough, but most of them felt pretty bland and uneventful. I would be okay with them spending further money on something else. It felt... Mm. Very repetitive. Oh yeah, 
Like they were really trying to fit that five minute runtime, which they probably didn't need to. I do kind of want the soundtrack. It was a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. Well, it it came, it went, and at least ratings wise, it didn't tank the block. So nothing to really complain about, I guess. Mm. It was different, though. While it was very different for Toonami, it was not unusual for Adult Swim, in my opinion. Exactly. That's the kind of thing you would find at 4 (laughs) a.m. Obviously with a higher budget. (laughs) I guess there's nothing more to say about Sandwell. It was just kind of... No, there isn't. It was fun. It was interesting. Can we move it along? No more Sandwell, please. Thankfully, there are no further talkbacks for Sand Whale. That brings us to Dibbs. In which we can appreciate some amusing things regarding Sensor Beans. Josh Knighton wrote in, quoting Gohan, Fidel, prepare to be healed! Gohan sounding like a Baptist preacher at the pulpit. (laughs) He totally did. And in response to Mr. Satan protesting Gohan feeding a sensu bean to Videl and the many that's what she says that were involved. Oh, God. <laughs> Do not put that in her mouth. Put that thing back where it came from or so help me. There's other things he could have put in her mouth. Don't swallow Spin it out. Spin it out. <laughs> yeah, everybody had a good time with that one. <laughs> We are all degenerates. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I know what I have. I have no shame. Uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> if I admit to being a degenerate, the rest of you ought to. <laughs> Dude, I have never denied that I was not a pervert when it comes That's to right. anime. That's right. Same. Exactly. I'm proud of that fact, man. All right. Well, it's Tokyo Ghoul did not air, and we got the double JoJo, and we've already done the JoJo's talkbacks. Josh Knighton wrote in, no, Robert Massa wrote in regarding Hunter Hunter. Regular colored hair, hairy body, Uvogin went Super Saiyan 4. (laughs) Yes, he did. And Josh Knighton wrote in, so Uvo didn't see the chains being wrapped around him, so quite literally, he never saw it coming! (laughs) It's apparently a Persona 5 reference. A game that I have not played. But everybody's going crazy about it. And the memes, man, the memes, they're everywhere. I, I, I do see them. I just see I just see alcohol. Gundam Unicorn24 wrote in, So if used incorrectly, Kurapika could lose his Nen abilities. Ouch. That's because yeah. he made a pack. Toga, she really likes these explanations of everything. He really likes to heavily explain every little thing in Hunter Hunter, which has a certain charm to it. I like that they can obtain greater power if they put a restriction on it, though it is kind of ridiculous. Dude, that restriction, dude, look here. However strong your conviction is, man, that makes it just that much stronger. Dude, that's like me saying, I'm going to give up hentai for more power. We know they ain't finna him. Dude, why well, would I, I didn't... Uh, if I didn't say it before, then allow me to say it now. Uvo's all like, 
I can break these cuffs. And Kurapika goes like, you can't break these cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chain, not cuffs, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's. You got a chain without the balls. That's a reference to my tweet. Cha 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 changes. Cha cha cha. Happy Kuro Kitty wrote in. Kurapika got savage as ugh in this episode, but you know we all love it. Vengeance is sweet. Yes, it was. Bogan just would not break. He was like, "Kill me," and he continued yeah. to he continued to friggin' insult Karapika the whole time. That's the that's how gangster he was. I give him props on that. Uvo was anything but a sellout. He wasn't a snitch because snitches, <clears throat> snitches get stitches. And he came to realize that there really wasn't a snitch among the Phantom Troop. It was because of the fortune teller girl. Yep. But they knew something was going to happen. And Allison writes in, disappointed that Uvo has already left us. Man, I like the grumpy killer who reminded me of Frankie. Karapika, why you gotta go kill him? Well, Derail Jr., sometimes in life you just gotta die. Sometimes in life you just gotta kill a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he gave him every chance to say anything. He's like, you know what? Alright. <laughs> stabby, stabby in the heart. <laughs> That's what you asked for. Stabby, stabby. Indy Aaron wrote in, It turns out Karavika's red eyes are tied to his nin ability. I should have seen it coming, yet it surprised me. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's also very convenient and overpowered. <laughs> hey. Dragon Ball. I know. I know. Not like, oh, but I have this type of nin. Oh, actually, if I use my red eyes, I have the specialist. Yeah, he's so, a how, how do you guys feel about Hunter constantly like ripping off all this stuff from Naruto? I mean, uh it's lazy. Uh well, the thing I love about this show is it's not that feel good goofy show that you think that everybody's got to have a happy ending. People die brutally the way it's yes, supposed to. Yeah, it so, kind of uh, flips yeah. on its head at, at a point. When you think, oh, you know, a casual death every now and then. And I was like, oh, massacres here and there and everywhere. Okay, guess this is that kind of show. Yes, yeah, it is. Dude. And it's glorious. Do I have it against women with big boobs and booties getting killed so quickly in the show? It's just wrong. All right, Gundam Unicorn writes in regarding Gundam Unicorn. The fools never attack a mysterious spaceship. It's anime 101. Fools! Fools! That was like the worst Zex I've ever attempted. Yeah. That's what you're trying to attempt to be? I I guess so. (laughs) Just go shut up there. Duelist, we didn't watch Gundam Wing yesterday. No, I I noticed that that didn't happen. Oh. It was probably because I was seeing your name for the fourth time. It's hard to keep up with all these group watches. (laughs) I think you got a problem, Duelist. We have to synchronize our watches more. <laughs> Don't look at our crotches while we synchronize our watches. <laughs> I don't know why you would look at my crotch while I synchronize my watch, but I'm telling you not to. A little give Tokyo you the idea to do so. Send it to the moon. A bunch of baby ducks. Happy Kuro Kitty wrote in regarding Gundam Unicorn. Bonager caught the ship like a boss. I had to rewatch that twice. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It was. Hmm. I didn't expect this to come up twice in one podcast, but apparently we 
we have another reference to a certain song. As D. Aaron writes in, Turn down for Watts. <laughs> Ain't that just hunky-dory. And finally, regarding Shippiden, Sam Clutters writes in, I'm sure he tried stroking for a while, but sometimes you can't stop and you just need to stroke. <laughs> I'm going to tell him to tweet better. <laughs> and Luis Murillo writes in, quoting Sakura, He's the one that's supposed to save us. We're all doomed, Sakura. The line of the night. I don't think that's the line of the night at all. No, but as we can say, Sakura's still useless. Have a little more faith in Naruto. I mean, for goodness sake. (laughs) Uh, Before we begin the training, we must feast. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Oh, what is this? Come on, Naruto. Eat the gooey cream-filled kind. They're delicious. <laughs> he ate them bugs, though. He, he, he wolfed them down. <laughs> I can't lie, though, man. The soup actually did look good, man. I'm, I'm just saying. Sure that, that says, but all right. <laughs> look here, dude. It's combat survival training. You know, bugs and your friends. Observation that Duelist and I made the other day is why do most of the soups made in fantasy anime always look the same? I don't know, man. Maybe it's cheaper to make. Maybe it's easy to make. It's always like that creamy color and it's got potatoes and carrots and It's got the chunks. Some kind of meat. It's yeah, it's chunky. It's better when it's chunky. It makes you feel like you you got more food in anime is always awful because then you don't have it and people on screen are eating it depending on the series it can indeed be awful you need to get like 10 orders of takoyaki and sit down to watch whatever Mm. oh no goddamn takoyaki give me a damn bowl (laughs) also I still need a goddamn pork cutlet bowl fucking ice skaters what, oh, Kasudan? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, Kasudan is off the chain, though. I really want to get another one. I need to try to find a place that sells that around here. Fuck that, man. I need to you go and get some goddamn I know some places to get some. Yeah, I got a place. I know All a right. guy. I always knew a guy. Okay, that takes care of all of the many talkbacks. And I guess we have a little bit of news that is... Uh, the voice of Mikazuki tweeted out that he wrapped up recording the second season of Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. Raise your flag! Yes, that's Kyle McCarley. Swell guy, I met him once. Did you say swole? I said swell. swell. Oh. And I didn't like say the... small either. <laughs> small uh, dragon. Oh. oh, that duelist. He's such a kooky guy. Indeed. So yeah, that is probably about done being dubbed. Not that it needed to be close to being done for it to actually air, but that just makes it easier. Yes, I can't wait to hear the English dub. As opposed to the problem that Toonami currently has with Attack on Titan is that they do not have any dubbed episodes for promos. Hey, we got a Voice of God promo out of it, so I'm not complaining. Fair enough. Had to bust that out. Even though... Even though, in particular, 
Jason felt that Attack on Titan should have been promoted a different way, they end up doing a Voice of God promo. I don't know. I thought it worked pretty well with this particular promo. Yeah, it works. It was I... a acceptable promo, and if you listen very carefully, you can hear some Japanese gasps. <laughs> and that takes me back to, oh boy, back in the Cartoon Network days, the very first time they promoted Naruto. Yeah, that, that promo... Also, Bobobo. Yes. Ooh, don't want to mention that in my presence again. Uh, well, you don't have to worry too much about Bobobo being in your presence, because apparently it's... <sighs> being out of print the dvd sets are out of print now Yay. it is sad you don't like zany ridiculousness Darrell? it's a good thing i still have my old recordings of it dude it was like fucking idiotics man i watched it but i didn't like it i quite enjoyed it it's been wow i don't think i've watched it since it finished airing on tsunami and 2007. But the thing is, like, as much as I don't like it... years ago! (laughs) What? As much as I don't like it, and as much as I give people hell for watching it, I don't mind. It's just like, I like to just pick on people about it. It's not the worst anime that I've ever seen. I should hope not. There's some really bad anime out there. Uh, yes. Captain Future. Hmm. Sounds horrible in any fucking language. Wow. They actually dubbed that? Yes, they actually dubbed Captain Future, and that is shitty as fuck. It sucks in German, it sucks in Spanish, it sucks in English, and it sucks in Japanese, too. Is this a full-length series? What are we talking about here? Don't worry about it. You don't know what Captain Future is. It's not a mecha series. It's not a mecha series. I thought that was Captain Captain Earth. Earth. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Captain Future. Nope. Captain I'm going to have to research this one. Terrible shit. I'm just going to tell you this, Toei. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, hey, yeah. look. There's a theme song that you could play as the credits to the end of the episode. Hmm. It's uh... only one song that I actually like from Captain Future, and that's OIE. That's pretty much it. Lonely Spaceman. End up. I see. And the singer song that is dead now. Broke my heart. Uh, well, then. Speaking of Toei... They are inadvertently taking all of their shows off of Hulu at the end of this month. And that includes One Piece. Clearly that means One Piece is being specifically targeted. Hmm. Yes, Clearly. Now, I don't know if this means that Hulu just didn't renew or if Toei's taking their ball and going home. I mean, there's really no way of knowing. But as far as I recall, it was like the third most watched anime on Hulu in recent months still, so it doesn't make any sense for them to willingly give it up. But then again, various shows have disappeared from Hulu and then returned shortly thereafter. I will keep you updated. But it is rather discouraging that this is happening shortly after it left Toonami. I mean, they already pulled the dub from Hulu, so there's that. But now you'll be limited to Funimation's own service, which is honestly the best place to watch One Piece. Or Crunchyroll, if you want to watch it for free. In Japanese. You had me and you lost me. (laughs) I love Japanese One Piece. Such a great cast. Not that the dub isn't great. And I also enjoy it very much. So, One Piece will continue to sail on through various venues. And I don't know, maybe... 
because it was on Hulu, it couldn't be on Netflix, and now it'll be on Netflix. I, lots of things could happen. Of course, there is also the possibility that Toei is being grabby and stupid, and that it might even get pulled off of Crunchyroll. But... Come on, they don't do those things. Oh, yeah, don't... they totally don't do those things. So I don't know, but it is discouraging. So if you watch One Piece on Hulu, there's your warning. Maybe watch a whole bunch more of it soon to kind of help that cause. Otherwise, I'm sure it will be available in some form legally. <clears throat> Hopefully, some kind of free option for the dub at some point. DVD player. <laughs> As you can always buy the DVDs. Because the season 9, starting The New World, is coming out in June. Pre-order them gold films. Oh yeah, you did. Well, if Target ever stops canceling my orders, yes. Target hates you. And there's a reason why. They kind of do. There's definitely enough history to say that they kind of do. I don't know what's being specifically referenced here. I feel like you've had more than one issue with them. But maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Nothing I can immediately think of. Okay. They just, no, they just hate you. That's it. There's no reason behind it. No logic. There's, there's no malice. There's no logic. It's just... <clears throat> Darrell, I'm going to send live-action Ghost in the Shell posters to your house if you don't knock it off. He has a I lot of them. I do. Really? Yeah. Eh. Not like I care. You don't have my address, so I'm good. Oh. <laughs> uh, hmm. Speaking of movies, if you haven't heard yet, they have the dub showings of Sword Art Online's film, Ordinal Scale. It's going to be this upcoming week in the U.S. I think maybe some areas in Canada. It doesn't seem to be that many places, so you just have to go to their site and look. But hopefully there's one in your area if you didn't get to see it subbed. I saw it subbed, and I enjoyed it a whole lot. So... I would actually want to watch it dubbed if I could. Because you know, Alex Von David, he's going to bring the good stuff. Oh, with yes. That he great does. cast. You know, I don't know why, man, but I just take a sick pleasure when he's like stressing out about making deadlines. <laughs> I literally pick on him about it every time. <laughs> that poor man, like he was dubbing the SAO movie, and right after that, they got him on Blue Exorcist. Exactly. Dude, I literally laughed so freaking hard. I'm the sorry, Alex. The wicked. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex, but I feed on that man. <laughs> And it's not an action movie in the slightest, but if you can go see your name in your area, go see it. Do it. Dub Do it now. I want to, but it's nowhere in my area. Oh, it's your area. That sucks. is sad, because honestly, it's probably going to be a long time before it's on Blu-ray. I think the closest airing is in, maybe in Philadelphia, and because I live in Pittsburgh, um, we have bad blood with Philly. That'd be a... How about you going to give me a cheesesteak then, son? Nope. Hey, mm. I said going to give me a cheesesteak. Nope. Give me a sandwich, dude. It's not a request. Look at it, dude. I'm not requesting. I'm I don't care you to do this. if it's a request. Dude, I'm not doing dude. it. 
I didn't say it was a request. I'm telling you to do this. Capital Pizza. You don't have no choice in this. Man, you know what? You need to eat something other than pizza, man. Nope. I've tried to tell you this. He's on that Ninja Turtle diet. I know, man. The it's, Caboose Ninja Turtle me. diet. You can put anything on a pizza. But I almost put broccoli on a pizza the other day. You can put pizza on a pizza. You can, you can put pineapple on a pizza. You That's can. Just wrong. And then put it in the toilet. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to unclog a toilet full of pizza, Caboose? Did, are you I speaking don't know. from experience? No, but thinking about it, it sounds bad. It does sound bad. It sounds real, real bad. Also, what a horrible waste. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you put pineapple on a pizza, it is permanently ruined. You cannot unpineapple. <laughs> Since we're talking about no, this, I will say I've had I've had mediocre Hawaiian pizza, and then I've had some that I actually thought tasted not bad that probably had like pineapple ham and bacon on it. You are inhumane. I haven't had it in forever, and I wouldn't go looking for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like fruits and vegetables on pizza. <laughs> You don't want some nice apple slices? <laughs> Considering that tomatoes are actually fruit. Grape oh, and all. You got me there. <laughs> Pizza's Ooh, a vegetable. Pizza, pizza has vegetable on it regardless of anything else. I mean, pizza has fruit on it regardless of anything else. Yeah, Unless you don't have it with red sauce, I suppose that is also an option. You can get pesto sauce. Ooh, yeah. I actually had a pizza that had both pesto and marinara on it the other day, and it was good. Good, 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 good. All right, so what are we finishing up on this, uh, gentlemen? What, what, what do we have left? Well, I guess we can just do the house cleaning and get out of here. Yay! You better not have left it a mess. <sighs> oh, man. Mess. Look here. Just because I put my liquor bottles out without, you know, get it. It's always booze with you. It yeah, is. Man. Yeah, I know, man. Of course. Why wouldn't it be? Alcoholic, man. Yeah. I thought Sometimes you, you know, I like to be up. surprised. <laughs> Sometimes you like to be surprised, huh? Dude, I'm actually sober tonight. Be happy. That is a bit surprising. <laughs> well, I actually drunk some moonshine earlier, but you know. Oh, I see. But you've said it right now. Hard. Okay. <laughs> you can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and SoundCloud. It's facebook.com backslash tunamifaithfulpodcast at tunamipodcast on Twitter, tunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And soundcloud.com backslash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. You can visit podcast.tsunamifaithful.com for all of the episodes of the podcast. If you like what we do and want to help us out, you could become one of our Patreons by going to patreon.com backslash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Duelist, tell them where they can find you. You should follow me on Twitter at heartofsword75. Mom, other stuff, but that, you should just go there. What about Duelist G on YouTube? Yeah, well, that fucker needs to post some new videos. He sure does. 
about as badly as I need to get through some podcast backlog. Yeah. We I, think I'm on, backlog. I think I'm on some of that backlog. You know, the ones where we're mourning One Piece's departure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be alright. Put some rubber tussing on it. Mm-hmm. Caboose, where can they find you? Well, they can find me on Twitter, YouTube, uh, Tumblr, at uh, Caboose Jr. I recently... Um, well, this is a pretty huge plug. Um, you know, we 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 got done celebrating Toonami's 20th anniversary. They they played some pretty good goodies, fun stuff on TV. I mean, seeing Moltar stuff on TV again that was like, whoa, holy snap, yo! But they weren't done. They, uh, I was talking with Johnny Ray. Like throughout the whole celebration, like throughout the, the different weeks, talking to him each night, and then you know we've we've came to the agreement that yeah we should definitely uh, archive the all all the stuff that they pulled from the from the vault. So Jason gave Johnny permission to send me pretty much everything that they grabbed from the vault so um yeah it was, it was fun posting all that stuff uh a lot of it was pretty much everything from 99 um it was there's only like one tom spot and but all of it's multar um rest in peace clay again if but uh yeah definitely check that stuff out if you really want to you know relive some of uh tsunami's glory days back in the day really happy to see that stuff in high quality but yeah check it out it'll be on tvs mr Durrell, where can they find you well as always you can find me at ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter.com you can also follow me at nasia underscore roho out of nasia at twitter.com and also if you want to send me any evil emails you can do that Durrell maddox at tsunamifaithful.com all right you can find me on Twitter, at Sketch1984. On Tumblr, sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on curiouscat.me backslash sketch1984. If you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to either of the emails, podcast at tunamifaithful.com or sketch at tunamifaithful.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening each and every week. We definitely appreciate it because if you can't help us out any other way just share the podcast and let people know about it so they may too potentially enjoy us and let people know that tsunami is back on the air because for goodness sake some people still don't know that is sad because they have missed half a samurai jack but they could still catch up with that we're punching out deuces uh, it's been a while since we've had a deuces yeah. <laughs>